All right, welcome to a Cowboy Connection podcast. Kevin Cooley here, uh, being joined by Bill Plouffe, Tad Torgerson. Uh, JR is on the road back from Vegas, and so uh, he has not made it home yet. Uh, JR down there uh, sharing the gospel, letting people know he's still alive and well, supporting his brother-in-law, Sage Newman, and all his brothers, all his buddies that are competing. I was watching old JR on, uh, uh, oh, on one of the shows, one of the TV shows for the life of me. I can't remember which one it was right off the top of my, my head. And I could tell he was getting ready to, he was on TV. I could tell he was getting ready to cut loose, start sharing the gospel. And they cut him off to go to commercial break. And so I sent him a, I sent him a text, a picture of, of him on TV and a text said, uh, said, look like you were getting ready to, to get rowdy. And, and he said, he said, I didn't know we were live because I was getting ready to start sharing the gospel hardcore and they cut me off. And I said, I, I suspected that. So, so, uh, he, uh, he was down there in Vegas and, and they're on the road heading home with the family. And so he won't be joining us tonight, I, I don't think. And so we are ready to jump headlong into John. So middle of December already, boys. How's, uh, how's the weather in your country? How's life going in Miles City and Lewistown? Well, it was 60 degrees in Miles City today. We uh, got to play with the horses a little bit and felt like October, not December. Yeah, we had snow here. I was actually going to head up to Malta this afternoon and pick up a sleigh that I built back in high school. I got some demands for some sleigh rides. And by the time we got out of church and I looked at the thermometer in the car and it was 47 degrees and the wind was blowing and the snow was dis, uh, dis, dispersing, melting. Um, I thought, well, there's no sense. And, uh, taking a trip to Malta this afternoon to pick up the sleigh from the driving room, a sleigh on half snow, half dirt. You slide, you grab, you slide, you grab, you slide, you grab and stuff. But Makes it hard on those horses, feet. doesn't it? Yeah, well, and it ain't, you know, it's the one thing if it just, it actually them working sleds, you slide them on dirt, but them horses are expecting it. I just can't imagine, like you say, that just constant beating against that collar, but actually probably Thursday, I'm going to run down there and see JR and, uh, Sage, I got a wagon that I was going to try to get before they left for the NFR. They wouldn't stay home and let me pick it up. But uh, they got a they got a wagon uh, that I'm going to get from them that uh, rolls out round bales. All my cows are home now and I got to start rolling out round bales and I'm not equipped for round bales. I don't have the equipment. And so I do have a team of horses and a wagon that can roll out round bales. I think life will be pretty good this winter. So there you go. As long as it's not 20 below. Uh, it's still, uh, Kevin, I bet you that team of horses is a lot warmer than any tractor I own. And then my one pickup, it don't even have a heater in it. I had to just bypass the heater core in it. So I think a uh, team of horses will be okay. <laughs> they probably start a lot easier at 20 below too. So especially yeah, if you've yeah. got a belly full of food. About, usually, usually at 20 below, they're not quite as rambunctious either as when it's 70 above. So yeah, <laughs> they're, are probably the most dependable thing on the place as far as equipment. So. 
they just had uh they just had a great article in western horseman about uh uh some ranchers in wyoming uh yeah that went, was one of, one of them was that west loofer wasn't it i believe I so yeah i've actually communicated with him a lot he uh he says he puts up about 1,200 round bales and uh, 75 ton of loose hay a year using predominantly horses. So, A lot of those guys up there in, in that high country over there in the western part of the state, up, up above Jackson and all that country, a lot of those guys use teams uh, up there, that eight 9,000 feet altitude. So I know that's pretty wow. common over there. So, yeah. Yeah, well, we're sitting here in uh, episode 30, let's see, I'm sorry, 26. So episode 26, we're going to start a new Bible study. We finished Ephesians. Um, I listened to our last podcast recently, and the sound was, my sound was terrible. And so next time I sat down at my desk, I realized my microphone was backwards. So I fixed it. (laughs) I pulled my microphone out of the box from when I took it to Miles City and I didn't set it up right. So I apologize for the 36, uh, 37 other people that listened to that podcast and uh, and uh, and had to listen to my muffled voice. But all you guys sounded great. So. So, yeah, fantastic. So I'll tell you what, we're going to start in, John. I'm going to read I'm going to read one through five. How's that? So, John 1 through 5, we established uh, last time a little bit of the history, what was going on, uh, the focus of who Jesus was being identified as here, and uh, and then uh, it begins like this, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So one of the things that I've found in my studies and, and learned over time is, is this is a very uh, Greek-focused uh, 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 book, uh, very... John is is uh, uh, knows who is right who his readers are going to be uh, very Greek thinking people, and so we see that word, or in that language logos, uh, being used right there, and uh, you know, uh, if we get any farther than uh, than one through five, if we even get much further than one through three, I'd be surprised tonight. But uh, I'm going to let one of you guys start off and run with it. So who wants to do that right now? Well, I texted Kevin earlier this morning when he sent out the text to remind us that we were doing this tonight. And I've been doing a little studying on, on, in my study Bible. And the more I, the more I read, the more excited I got about this. And I think it's really appropriate that we're starting this um, kind of right before the Christmas season, or we're kind of in the Christmas season. And, uh, as JR and I both, and JR is way ahead of me, I'm not going to make it through the full, the full Bible this year, but, 
um, I've been reading a chronological Bible and um, I'm just, like I said, JR's way ahead of me. I'm just, uh, I'm just in the life of David right now, chronologically in the Bible. And the thing that just keeps going through my mind is that as far as I've been through the Old Testament so far, everything in the Old Testament points to the coming of the Messiah. And, and I, I don't know how to communicate this, but the excitement's just been building in me that, you know, here we are at Christmas season when we're celebrating the birth of our Lord. And when I started reading in John, I was like, man, this is like, you know, all of the Old Testament points to the coming of the Messiah. And now it's like we're here. The Messiah has come. And when it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, he was in the beginning with God. And this is the culmination of God's of God's plan for humanity is is coming to fruition right now. And it's just like, man, this is just so exciting. And I was reading a little bit in the introduction. And this was really fascinating to me because I've really never spent any time looking at this. And both of you guys are 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 Bible scholars and, and mm. pastors. Easy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, Tad, Tad, we're trying to bring forth biblical truth here, and lying is not one of them. I have far, far from biblical scholar, we may read it and we may study it, but I just thought I'd better throw that out there before we get too far into this. Well, Thank you, hey, hey, don't burst my bubble because I'm counting on you guys now. But I, I was reading in that Matthew, Mark, and Luke are, are what uh, they call the synoptic gospels which is and i looked up the 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 definition of that and did a little study on that and that the the book of john of the four gospels the book of john is unique in that it's thematic in in nature instead of just kind of a synopsis or a general telling of the life of christ this is this was written specifically to show the world that jesus is god and that faith in him, or um, um, it, it talks about a little later on, we probably won't get there, but it said, whoever receives him receives life. And, um, and so it, it's unique in the four gospels and the fact that its specific purpose that John wrote this was to, um, to witness to the fact that Jesus Christ is God. He was fully God and fully man. And the only way to eternal life, the only way back to restoration of fellowship with the father is through Jesus Christ. And, and I started reading some of this other stuff and it's so exciting to me because the guy that wrote this book, I mean, it, it's easy because we've read this stuff so much. Anybody that's been in the church for a while, we've read it so much that sometimes we lose we lose the impact of it, but, but we're reading words now from a guy that literally sat down and wrote this, that was with Jesus. This is a firsthand account of how it all went down. And when we get to the end of the end of the book, when, when we, when we are there in the upper room, when we're there in the garden, when we're there, when, um, when Jesus was, uh, was in uh, in front of Pontius Pilate. I mean, this is a guy that was there. I mean, just think about that a little bit. This isn't some guy's um, 
you know, retelling of a story that he heard from someone. This is a guy that was there. And I, I don't know, guys, I'm just that just really ministered to me and just really gave me a desire to dig into this and uh, to, to see how all this went down. So anyway, that's my two cents. Well, I think that's that's a really great point to sit and just stop and ponder that whole idea. This is being written by somebody that, that was with Jesus. It's you know, it's like you say, not a second second hand account of this. But the thing that I was, you know, looking through this year and stuff here before we started again and and you know, just thinking about it in the beginning was the word and you know, that word being logos and and just uh you know, that in, in the beginning, before really almost like before the beginning, before the beginning, beginning of the foundations of the earth, the word was already there and established. So you're right. This was written by a guy that uh, that that walked with Jesus. But yet, on the other hand, here's the father, the son and the Holy Spirit, the word himself or the word of God himself sitting there saying, oh, by the way, this guy, John. You know, whenever this, you know, I don't know where the time frame in this is, you know, as far as from when this discussion, if you will, was going on, that they're saying there's going to be this guy, John, that's going to write this book, uh, John, and this is what it'll say, because it was already there. It was already, you know, it's just sometimes trying to understand this sovereignty of God just, just goes, I mean, it just, your head I, too bad. Everybody couldn't see the hand motions I have going here, but you know, it's just, <laughs> It, it's so exponentially beyond what we can comprehend in our in our in our in our intellect and in our, our physical thinking. But you know, and, and I sit there and I think about that. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. You know, and so um, I was looking at. I got to flip back here to this uh, commentary or this definition. You know, of logos, but you know, it talks about, you know, just that it's a transmission of thought, a communication of a, a word of explanation and utterance, a discourse, a divine revelation, a talk, a statement, instruction, an oracle, a divine promise, a divine doctrine, divine declaration. And it goes on to tell us that Jesus is the living logos in John 1.1. The Bible is the written logos, Hebrews 4.12, and the Holy Spirit utters the spoken logos, 1 Corinthians 2.13. And so, you know, you just you sit here and you think in our laps, you know, in our, in our phones, you know, all these different ways that we have, we have something that was so forethought out, you know, in the beginning, this word, you know, the word in the beginning was the word, you know, you know, Jesus is the word, you know, that the word of God was there in the beginning and the word was God and the word it was with God and the word was God, you know, and just to sit and think about, you know, to me, it should inspire me to, to, to a greater level of even just awe and holiness in what the Bible represents. You know, it, it goes way beyond just this, this book. I sit here with my phone setting on, on a stack of books to get it to the, you know, right angle so we can record these podcasts. And, you know, on top of it is a book called The Modern Art of Taming Wild Horses. And I think it was actually written back in the 1850s, you know, and, and then there's, you know, a couple other books under it. And, you know, sometimes I feel like we almost treat, we can treat the word of God as almost as common as a horse training book or a, a mm. book on how to fix a pickup or, you know, and yet, it's 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 way beyond that this is an eternal book this is so eternal that it was 
was here before the beginning of time and it will be here way beyond the passing of time. You know, the Bible says that the world is going to pass away, but not one jot nor tittle of God's word will pass away. You know, so that's really telling us God will not pass away. And so, you know, as I sit here and I think about that, it's like this book, this, this word of God, you know, should, should inspire a greater level of honor and holiness in me, knowing of what we really, what we really contain here. You know, there's been a lot of other quote unquote religious books written out there, but um, they, they don't hold the power of what the word of God holds in our life. Yeah. And as you were, as you were talking about that bill, um, and I noticed this before, but as you were talking, it really struck me that it says in the beginning was the word. And if you're looking at the written, the written copy of that uh, word is, is, is uh, capitalized. Yes. The, the word is capitalized and the word was with God capitalized and the word was God capitalized. That's a, uh, going back to my English class in 10th grade, which was a long time ago. Um, but uh, that long was a, time ago, a long time ago. Uh, and, and now as we're talking now, the words went through, I, I lost the word in my mind, but um, it's a, uh, it, it's because it's, 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 uh, it's capitalized because it's a person's name. Right. Uh, yep. And so, I mean, just a man that just blows my mind that, um, you know, and as we've been having our podcast, we've talked about three, three things. We've talked about staying in the word, staying in worship and prayer and having fellowship with other believers. And, you know, the first thing that we talk about is staying in the word. And it's like, there's two, there's two ways to look at that. And, and through most of my Christian life, I looked at it as a duty. Okay. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta read, read the Bible more. I gotta pray more and I gotta hang out with, with other believers. But if you really look at it and, and you really understand what you're doing is you're having a connection that got, I mean, that, what a privilege it is that we have this book, that it is the word of God. We have a direct connection uh, through this word uh, with the creator of the universe. And just like, like Bill was talking about, I mean, if you start to ponder that a little bit, I mean, you can go crazy thinking about it because, um, and I mean that in a good way, not in a, in a weird way, but how deep that is. And the, the living word, the written word, and what was the Holy Spirit? What did you say about the Holy Spirit? He's he's the 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 this, he's he utters the spoken logos. Spoken word, yeah. And yep. man, the, the 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 authority and the privilege and the power that God has entrusted us with through through those three things uh, is, I mean, it'll change your life if you really think about it. So, so to talk, you here we are in the Word, and this is interesting to me in the Bible and and understanding the Bible and and and, and to humbly brag here, for lack of better terms, since November twenty third of two thousand and one, I have been in God's Word every day of my life. I thought that's what you did as a Christian. I'm just saying, you know, and I had a guy that you know that led me to the Lord, and he directed me in that way, and he 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 pushed me that way, and so to me, that's normal. To, 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 uh, even if it's just one scripture a day, I says, I will read God's word every day. And yet we sit here and we, we're doing a Bible study on Thursday nights uh, in, in, in grass range at the church um, called 
biblical Christianity, and it's by Wall, wall Builders Ministry, um, wall, wall Builders. But anyway, um, David Parton was speaking on there uh, that they did a they did a survey amongst Christians in America, and that only nine percent of Christians read their Bible every day. And I can't remember the statistic amongst uh, you know pastors, ministers, but the statistics weren't that much higher as far as the percentage of it. And and I sit here, you know, I, I and I think about that. That you know, there again is you know, I don't want it to be. Well, I did my duty, and I at least read one scripture. I just want it to be that every day I was going to be in the Word of God to 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 to, to feed something into my life something yeah. of life every day into my life because you know it goes on down here and it says in him was life and the light of man you know and so you know and i sit here and i think that even for myself is that yeah i can you know quote unquote say i'm part of the nine percent unfortunately i'm not part of the 91 percent. but even in being part of the nine percent how am i approaching this how am i approaching god's word am i just approaching it as well <laughs> i read my scripture for the day or am I approaching it from the point of, of yes. I need to get into God's work. I need to connect with God. I need the life that's within him. You know, I was just, you know, we were having a conversation, a friend of mine and here just prior to this. And, and we had this discussion about, you know, how do we keep from complaining as, as humans? And I says, a lot of it is, is we got to consider who we're hanging out with, kind of what we're talking about here, you know, who we hang out with fellowship with, you know, we're our worship and prayer and then being in God's word because it's out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth is going to speak. Mm. And so the more we stick the word of God in us, that when those situations come and everybody around us at the coffee shop, which I try to avoid, to be honest with you, is gloom and doom and everything is so bad that we can come forth and say, no, according to God's word, this is what we can expect. Kevin was shaking his finger, so he had something he was urgent to say. That was good, man. I was I was amening you because I'm, I've, I've started reading this book that a friend of mine sent me. We were having a conversation, and I was just emphasizing the Word of God, you know, our time in prayer, and, and our relationship with like-minded believers challenging us to make us better. And he said, man, I just read a book. I'm actually doing my doctoral thesis. I told you guys about it last time. And there's, I had to find this quote in this book talking about those specific three spiritual disciplines. He says that all other spiritual disciplines flow out of those three spiritual disciplines. But talking about the word of God, prayer, and, and, and relationship. And you said, how do we approach it? And when I read this, I realized that oftentimes we don't approach it like this. He says, they are blessings, not mere disciplines, but channels through which God gives us spiritual food for our survival, growth, and flourishing in the mission. Mm -hmm. They're blessings. It's not a burden. It's not an obligation. It's a blessing to be able to do that. And this book is so good. I just bought a dozen of them just so I can hand them out and give them out because I'm loving it so much, mostly because it's affirming me more than anything, I suppose, but it's given me insight that I hadn't considered. But when we look at Jesus, the word, you know, and we look at his life and what he brings and what we have in our possession right here, 
the word of God. Blessing. Blessing. I think that's why we see so much in scripture, the, the, the encouragement to, to have a grateful heart, to be thankful, to live with in thanksgiving. Because if we can truly view that thing, even, even our trials are to be considered joy. Consider it all joy when trials come against you. I, I, I don't do that all the time, very often. You guys don't do that all the time or very often. But it's a mindset. It's a Romans 12 to renewing of the mind to realize that it's, it's all a blessing, uh, you know. And, and, and so we see this in the beginning was the word. We see this divine speech that John's talking about that, that, that of course, we know John is, as we read through this, we know John is, is very oftentimes wants Jesus to love him most and tells people that Jesus loved him most because he loved Jesus so much, right? But we see how much he loved Jesus, and he, he watched him. He lived there, and he says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We see this divine speech, that, and, and he talks about Jesus being eternally existent. He's always, he's an uncreated being. He's always been there. And, and for us to, to, to diminish any of that, you know, there's theologies out there that say Jesus laid down his sovereignty, laid down his Godhead to be fully man. So no, there's no evidence of that biblically. There's nothing right here. He was God. Mm -hmm. And, 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 who else would we want to worship? Who else would we want to would we want to yoke ourselves to? But Jesus, he was in the beginning with God. And then three, hey, look, if you don't read this next sentence and meditate on it deeply, all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. I think we have this, we have this visual image of, of Mickey Mouse waving his wand and the stars and the sparkles coming out of the end of it <clears throat> and, and the world being created that way. You guys are old enough to know what I'm talking about. Some people may not be, you know, but, but Jesus spoke all things into existence. We see Genesis language being spoken right here. Right. Genesis 1, John 1, they're, 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 John knows exactly what he's saying. And we see Genesis language being spoken, and we find out who it was that spoke all things into existence. And then I'm, I got some insight into four that I hadn't had before today in a long time, which I thought was amazing. I don't want to go there yet. But can I, I got to back up to verse one, man. I'm, I'm like a racehorse in the gate waiting for it to be open, man. I, I'm Come sitting, on. We're sitting here thinking about this and I'm just going through the whole thing about word. And, you know, in John, John says that the word is spirit. The word is truth. And I'm sitting here like, 
and I mean, I know this, but I mean, this is why I love these podcasts. I sometimes come into it and I'm tired. It's bedtime almost, you know, and stuff. And then I get, we get into this and man, I'm just like, Oh my goodness. And so, you know, I'm sitting here like, you know, the word is spirit. So we've already looked at that, that, you know, logos there's, you know, the, the spirit is the spoken logos or spice utters the logos. But then I'm sitting here, I'm thinking that the word is truth, you know, and this is in John somewhere too. And I'm sitting there thinking, my goodness, the Bible tells me the word of God, the word of God tells me that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. And I'm sitting here like, man, if, if, if I don't have freedom in my life, that tells me something that mm. I do not know the truth. I do not know the word of God in that area. You know, I experience freedom in some areas of my life. You know, I'm sitting here talking today in, in church and I actually this morning sent Elsie a text that, you know, in Colossians 3, 8, I believe it is. It says, you know, you're supposed to, and it says, and now put off, you know, now it wasn't like later on. It says now put off anger, malice, all this stuff. And, and, you know, foul language. <laughs> I was like, Oh my goodness. I sent Elsie a text before she, I was studying for church this morning. And I says, well, I failed in this so far, but why, why do I fail in that? Because I don't understand what Ephesians 4, 429 tells me that, you know, that I'm not supposed to have corrupt speech that i'm only supposed to use words that are gracious and that that edifies and builds up so you know you, you jump back here to that first one it, it, there again that there's this truth that this truth that's in this word of god that sits here in our lap that's that that, that that's sitting right here in our lap we have it on our phone you know the bible jesus king david told us he says that i had the word of god in my heart so it should be in our hearts too Nine percent, at least, mm. of us should at least, and it should be a hundred percent. I'm going to champion get in the Word of God. My people at, at church probably sometimes. I told them today, I will not quit harping on you about this. I will not quit harping on people about getting in the Word of God. And so, with that, you sit here and I think, man, if I don't know, if I don't experience freedom in areas of my life, it's because I do not know. The, the truth you shall know the truth you shall know the word of god you shall know jesus himself and he shall set you free you know go rewind back here you know just don't let the cassette, cassette tape we're throwing all old analogies out there you know mickey mouse we just will throw cassette tapes and vhs in on this don't let it get tangled up as you're rewinding it here but you know going back to what you know you were saying kevin in, in trials that count it all joy why don't i count it all joy because I don't know the truth. I don't know what Jesus's word says about that. Or even Jesus himself. Look at what Jesus himself did in the midst of trials. Jesus is the normal Christian. Mm, you know, yeah. we, we, we sit here and we look at him almost like, well, he's super Christian. You know, like super puncher. But instead, you know, he's not the Dale Brisby. He's not the Dale Brisby of the Bible. <laughs> Let's don't go downhill now. Let's don't. I'm not. I just thought we had to throw something kind of funny in here, you know, because we need to laugh once in a while. Jesus isn't the super Christian. He's the normal Christian. He came to give us an example of what it looks like to have perfect union with the Father. And so if I'm not considering my trials joy, why? Because I don't have perfect union with the Father in them moments. Here's, here's Tad, go ahead, but I, I have a response to that, Bill, but go ahead, Tad. Now, you leave, no, now, don't bash my super puncher. That's the only no, thing. No, no, no. I, I think I think it's good. I think I have an explanation for it. So go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I just want, I just want to circle back on something that both of you both of you said. 
uh, Kevin, earlier you had said, uh, uh, you know, John referred to himself as the disciple that Jesus loved, right? And I remember, I for a long time, I remember reading that and thinking and, and just having this thought that, well, how arrogant is that? I mean, that's really arrogant. You know, he's kind of setting himself up that I was kind of the favorite, you know, and but going back to what Bill said, why why aren't we doing that? Because that revelation hasn't uh, of, of what God's word has done for us hasn't completely saturated us. Well, John, it did completely saturate John because he got it. That's he good. said he referred to himself as the disciple that Jesus loved. He understood how much that he was loved. And because of that, he could find that freedom that, that you're talking about, Bill. I mean, that was a revelation. And, and you know, so many times um, in my life, I can't speak for anyone else, but so many times in my life, I think, well, I'm not good enough. You know, why, why, why am I not, why am I, why is the fruit in my life not lining up with the word of God? Because I'm not good enough. Well, you know what? None of us are good enough. Mm -hmm. And if we have that mindset, it's because we're trying to do it on our own instead of allowing the work that Jesus Christ did already for us. But if we would grab a hold of that and get to the place that we could say, just like John did, that. I am the disciple that Jesus loved. And some of that stuff, not, not some of that stuff, all of that stuff, it's that, it's that deep revelation of who you are in Christ. We just got done, you know, we spent six months in Ephesians about who we are in Christ. And, and you know, John got it. I, I am the disciple that Jesus loved. Well, yeah. all of us are. Yeah. We're, all his, we're all his favorite. Um, but we got to start, we got to start living like it. Yeah. 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 The Bible, I mean, it will let you go with it. You know, you're talking about how, how Jesus, you know, or John said he's the disciple that, he, that, that, you know, he loved. And, and, you know, the reality is, is the Bible tells us that God looks at us or looks onto us as he looks onto his son, Jesus. Mm. And yeah. so, you know, I mean, that's, that's like that, that even supersedes what John was thinking. That supersedes that the father, because of the blood of Jesus, because of the sacrifice that Jesus, you know, did on the cross. I mean, the reason God turned away from Jesus, he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know, it was because of the sins of the world that he was carrying on him at the moment that he turned. He didn't, you know, it wasn't, he could not look onto Jesus at that moment. But yet, because of what Jesus did for us on the cross, he looks at us now as we are the son of God or not the son of God, but as, as he looks at us in the same way as he looks at his son, Jesus. And I mean, that's a huge thing that, you know, I'll be honest. I mean, we have, we have, you know, a friend's kid that comes over on Friday and I love that kid dearly. I mean, I think he's a great kid, but I don't look at him the same way as I do my son. Right. You know, and, and I mean, and I mean, I look, don't get me wrong. I'd protect the kid. I'll do everything. But my, my son has rights in my home that this other kid doesn't and it ain't because it's just and so you know, i sit here and you start thinking about that that, that that god looks at us as he does his son go ahead kevin i i just this i'm getting jacked up here well and i tell i tell young people that come to our school all the time look look you cannot you know you you can't i tell people this you can't view your your brothers and sisters in this classroom 
the same way you view your brother and sister at home. It's just a different relationship. Brothers and sisters in Christ are just different. I look at all these girls here and I, view, I love them like daughters, but there's only three, <clears throat> three grown women that aren't my wife that can walk into my office, shut the door, sit in my lap and put their head on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. Right? Just three grown women in this world that can do that. All other grown women in this world, and, and I'm not talking about Sherry. Sherry Sherry's a, a no-brainer. All other grown women in this world that I view as a daughter, that door stays open and they can sit in my office, but they can't come sit in my lap, right? And yep. so I love them like daughters, but not like my three daughters. Exactly. And, and but, but God looks at us differently because he's God. He's not us. He's not inappropriate. He's, a, he's appropriate. But going back to what you said, Bill, you're struggling with why, why, why? And it's one of those things that I, I'm, as I'm studying John, because I'm, I'm about 15 chapters ahead of this, of us today in our Bible study on Sunday. I've been doing it for the last six months, right? <laughs> and so as I'm continually studying through John, I'm continually going back. So sitting here today, I've not only got my notes I've taken in the last few days, but I've got my notes from when I studied this six or eight months ago. But even today in John 11, we, we, we get to this point where Jesus is refer making references. He says, and I'm not going to go into great detail other than we're talking about the death of Lazarus. He says, are there not 12 hours in a day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. And, and when we look at four, it says in John 1, 4, it says in him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. We allow the darkness to overcome us for a little while. But if we will realize that it, it is so important to not necessarily just realize that Jesus is in us, but we're in Jesus. We are in him. And if we're living our life in him, there's going to be light because in him is life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the dark. The light, darkness never wins over light. Never. Right. Absolutely. There, there's no chance in the world where you can be in any situation where darkness overpowers the light. Right. And, and so light always wins out. And if we're in him and, and I got this, bam, as I'm studying in John 11 for our Sunday Bible study, he says, you know, he's talking about Mary says, well, I know Lazarus is going to be resurrected, you know, is going to live uh, in the resurrection at the end of the days. And Jesus says, I am the resurrection. Amen. And the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? So he's not just the facilitator of the resurrection. He is the resurrection. Amen. And so it is through him and in him. He is the way. 
So we have to go through him. We have to be in him. And if, if, if we, if we will, as we spend time in the word and begin to see this about him, this one through five, understand who he is, invite him into that and invite him into giving us that revelation and deeper understanding of who he is, who he has always been and who he will always be because the word will never die. As Bill pointed out to us scripturally in him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Well, I, I think that's so interesting. And verse four, you know, as we look into, into the further on into John, you know, there, there, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. And he also tells us that he is the light of the world. So you really just look at even verse four and it's, it's John's kind of already, if you will, quote unquote, prophetically telling us of things we're going to see further on as we look into John, you know, when he is the light of the world and that he we're is gonna hear, light. hear it straight out of Jesus's mouth. Exactly. Yep. yep. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, that's just, you sit here and you look at that and you think about, you know, further on in the book of John and, you know, there again, you know, just like you said, the light shines in the darkness, you know, it's just interesting that, you know, I, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that, that, that picture of a, a map, match, a light of match, and there'll be, you know, the shadow behind it. And you can only see the shadow of the matchstick, but there's no shadow of that light, you know, and I mean, it's just amazing when you sit there and you think about, you know, just light, like you said, light will always prevail. They would cannot be conquered by darkness. And, and I think that's where, you know, we just even rewind back to the whole thing of counting it all joy in the midst of trials. You know, if I count, if I would immediately my response, I knew the truth of that. And, and the light that that brings into the situation, if I would immediately start counting it all joy, it takes the power away from the darkness. Mm. I mean, darkness, darkness cannot overcome me in those moments. And, you know, but it's just, you know, that going back to that conversation that, that my friend and I were having prior to this and just, you know, we were talking about situations and circumstances in life. And, you know, he'd went through some stuff. He actually was looking at one time of buying a house next to me and, and he didn't get it swung. And because of this, and he was looking at all the circumstances that went to the ultimately to the place that 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 he got bought and i mean it's a much better deal than being my neighbor i'm sure but beyond that um you know it's, it's i think that's the whole thing is is you know i think of all the things that i went through this summer and and yet there was so much of the desires of the end outcome of what i what i ended up receiving out of it but i can't say that i was counting it all joy all along that i was always happy about the way my situation was going and yet so often it's after the situation happens and we can look back on it. And, and I sit here and, and, you know, I mean, it's just really to come into this is, you know, Jesus was there in the beginning and he was going to be there in the end. And he's in between the whole, I mean, not that there's really a beginning and an end, but I guess what I'm saying is, is he knew everything that was going to go on in my life in our lives, all through these circumstances that we go through. And yet, because I don't, fully grasp a truth i allow that darkness to start to hammer on me and yeah. because it starts to hammer on me then i start to give power to it by the things i keep talking about and then i get bitter in my heart and then i start to get angry about things and then you know and then and then and then and yet if i immediately say okay 
let's turn the light on. Well, I better like you were saying, Kevin, is, you know, live in the light. You know, walk yeah. in the light as he is light. First John tells us that. Well, you know, we saw in that in Ephesians, didn't we? As Was we that? studied Ephesians, we saw that walk in the spirit, walk yeah. by yeah. the spirit. Walk. We constantly saw that through Ephesians on several of occasions, that, that same reference, just like that. You're exactly right. Yeah, and, you know, so I just, you know, as I sit here and I think about this, you know, it's just, just being so absorbed in this truth of God, the word of God, the spirit of God, you know, just as we're talking, you know, the principles of that worship and prayer and, you know, fellowship with one another and fellowship with the word of God. And the more that that, you know, invades my life, I, in case in point, I just, this is, you know, sometimes in the morning I get up and I'm kind of groggy and, and it takes it. But what I read that thing is that, you know, old age is kind of like an old Ford. It, just gets a little harder to start in the mornings, you know, kind of a deal. <laughs> anyway, I got two of thing. them. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Well, I got one. I got to park on a hill so I can let it roll. So it'll start. So anyway, with that said, you know, and I'll sit down, I'll get on the, get on my phone or my internet or, you know, start looking at social media and I'll start getting just kind of anxious about the day. And I, I ultimately read my Bible, but it's kind of like, you know, I have to have to get that, that first cup of coffee and then it kind of kicks in and I get a little more alert and it's just just kind of showing what light does to you because there's it just just an FYI for people listening. If you did not know this, there's a lot of darkness on social media. I don't know if you all knew that, but I just thought I'd throw that out there to the listeners. And so you'll start like 15, 20 minutes of that. And it's amazing how I'll start getting anxious and then I'll grab my Bible and I'll get it in the word of God and, and start reading it. And it's amazing how that light kicks on. And, and when you do it, I become more relaxed. I become more, um, you know, settled in my thinking. And, and <laughs> I must be a slow learner because it seems to be a common occurrence every morning. Maybe I ought to change my habits a little bit there and stuff. But all that said, it just shows that, you know, as we're talking about that walking in the light, that when we, we kick the light on, when we switch the light on, you know, it, it keeps us from stumbling around, I guess is what I'd say. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's really good. I, I, I want to reference Hebrews because uh, we had talked about trying to tie all these, all the gospels together and, and reference, you know, all four gospels. And, and Tad pointed out that John's different than the other three gospels. One of the things I noticed as I studied, one of the things I found is 90% of what's written in John isn't, isn't in the other three gospels. And so John is very different than the other three gospels but hebrews 1 says long ago at many times and in many ways god spoke to our fathers by the prophets but in these last days he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed the heir of all things through whom he also created the world he is the radiance of the glory of god and the exact imprint of his nature Woo, man Meditate on that, guys, if you get a chance. Just meditate on that. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sin, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son today, I've begotten you or again, I will not be to him a father, and he, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. 
And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. And the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. But of the sun, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of up uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond uh, your companions. And he just goes on and on exalting Jesus Christ. But the writer of Hebrews, we have no idea if he ever read what John wrote, right? Oh. But that sounds an awful lot like the reverence that John had for Jesus right there in, mm -hmm. in, in Hebrews. And I found, I've just found that incredibly, incredibly um, enlightening, incredibly comforting when I read that, just that first part, man, just he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the words of his power. Who it gave me goosebumps when I read Just that. even thinking about, he upholds the universe by the word of his power. And, you know, we sit here and I'm, I'm just there again. I just love this. It just gets me so excited. But was, you know, in the beginning, or what well, he was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him. Would that not, I, I'm just, just going to throw this out here. I sit there and I'm thinking, well, if it was made through him and through his word and he's upholding all things by the word of his power, you know, you're just sitting there like that's talking about creation as much as is anything there. You know, he created all things and you go over to Colossians 1, 16 and 17. It talks about all things through him and by him and for him were created, you know. And so you just sit here and it's just it just shows how important this word is. The word of God is so important, whether it's the longest or the written word or even this rhema word. You know, I mean, there's been I've been reading a book again and, and it's reminded me, you know, just the power that our words have, the creativity our words have that that, you know, speaking the things that God are so important. I was listening to a thing. Um, I, I sometimes catch only parts of uh, of um, um programs on the radio i try to i always you know, only usually have christian radio going because well anyway I'll, I'll be careful here what i say about country and rock music and all of the rest of that secular music and what i can do to you and anyway so so this just goes with with words and the importance of word this woman was talking about one of the greatest experiences she ever had she spent some time in israel and she talked about how how she would get to set in on their shabbat meals of the jews and she said, she, and I was just, I'm sitting here like jealous. I'm just like, I want to experience this for myself. And she said, one thing that they did is, is that they would, they would have words of blessings, words of blessing over each other. And they would literally walk up and lay hands on each other and begin to speak words of blessing over each other. She says it was impactful. She says, I'd sit and I'd weep. And, and, you know, I say that because, you know, as we sit here and look at, you know, it tells us that, you know, he upholds things by the, the word of his power. It just tells me how much power, because if we are in him and he is in us, where the Holy Spirit dwells within us, it tells me that, you know, no, I'm not going to create the universe. But it tells me that, that, that I'm creating something with what I'm saying. Words I mean, have power. Words of power. You know, the Bible tells us that life and death is in the power of our tongue. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I if I get up out of here and I walk out and I and I and I tell my wife how beautiful she is, how lovely she is, how intelligent she is, I'm gonna create something in here. As much as if I walk out there and I start tearing her down, yeah. I'm gonna create something in her. And I think I'm just saying this as I, as I sit here and think about how important our words are. We're going to constantly be creating something with our words. And, and it goes back to that, you know, are we going to let the darkness overcome us? Or are we going to let light overcome us? Because that goes back to why it's so important that we know what God's word says about situations. Even, Matthew, we, even Matthew 5, um, uh, 5.22, uh, 21 and 22 tells us that if we curse our brothers, mm-hmm. that it's as if we're murdering them with their tongue and we could be, yeah. we could be um, condemned to hell because, the, yeah. because of the power of our tongue. So yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. And it, it talks about, we're going to give an account for every idle word spoken, you know, and, and there again, I guess that's when, you know, where we are created in the image of God. And, you know, I, we can go through and everything. I mean, there's a whole debate on all these different theologies. And I'm not saying you can sit here and tell me that I'm, because trust me, if sitting and saying that I'm going to have a heated indoor arena would work, I would not be on this podcast right now. I'd be loping circles <laughs> and my heated indoor arena roping cattle. That's not what we're talking about here with the word, because I, I go back to that, that this longest word, this written word of God, this because the, the Jesus himself from the beginning was written for us for today. And whatever, is, is it December 12th today? I don't even know what day it is. Yeah. And Sunday, I do know that much because it was church day. So, you know, but that, that it applies to us today that it goes back to that, as I was saying, that, you know, know the truth and the truth shall set me free. You know, if, if, if I grumble and complain about my situation, guess what I'm probably going to get? I'm going to probably keep getting the same situation if i start blessing my situation you know because that, that that you know that's what my friend one thing he asked me said did jesus ever complain is it ever written in the bible that jesus ever complained and that we went off and had a nice conversation about this it was really an uplifting conversation i was encouraged when we got done and i said no nowhere in the bible does it say that jesus complained and that's why jesus can demand of us or expect of us and says in the bible many times do all things without complaining. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that what I'm trying to hopefully come around to is, is in this whole idea of God and his word and the power of the word is that, that Jesus really wants us to talk like he talked. Mm. Amen. Yeah. And I say that because, because actually that's what I'm teaching on, on gifts um, from and out of it. Um, excuse me. First Peter, or uh, yeah. First Peter four eleven it says that, that, that if you speak, if you have the gift of speaking, like I told everybody in church, we can all say yes to this one because we all have the gift of speaking. The New Living Translation says, speak as if God is speaking through you. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, oh my, wow, how many conversations did I have in this last week that, well, it wasn't God speaking through me. Mm. That's good. Yeah. Back to if you go back to Joshua, um, and I've talked about this before. Joshua one nine is I kind of call it the bull rider verse because it's the famous "Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you," which is a great scripture. But I always say you can't use Joshua one nine if you don't look at Joshua one eight. 
And Joshua 1.8 is, is saying exactly what you were just saying, Bill. It says, this book of the law, which is the word, shall not depart from your mouth, which means that you should continually speak the word of God. What should come out of your mouth should be the word of God. But you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do. So be doers of the word, not hearers only. Um, so that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. And again, Bill, I, I, I like that you said that about, well, if I just speak it, you know, I'll have a new indoor arena because I think you can really go down into that ditch and then you're just making the word of god just um you know you're making god just the magic the genie in the lamp which you yeah. know god can't be manipulated but if you're continually renewing your mind like um like it says in romans 12 and if as it says in matthew if you seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness it, your desires will be molded by what god's desires are because you know it says that whatever comes out of your mouth is coming from your heart if jesus has changed your heart and i i, I agree with you 100 and it's funny because the lord's really been dealing with me about this too my wife and i have been doing devotions uh every morning which is another story that i got to tell you guys sometime because it's just amazing what's been happening in our life but um and one of the things that we've been doing is a devotion um, that uh, kind of guides us in how to speak the word of God over our children. And nice. it's been so good. So, so good. And um, it, it, it's so true um, that our words are so powerful. And scripture tells us that, you know, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And choose you this day who you will serve. As far as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. And even just proclaiming that is, 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 it just sets the direction for where, where you want to go and where God wants you to go. And you, you hit something that I was going to say. I mean, I, that's, that's all good stuff there. But, you know, you were talking about the desires of our hearts. And that's what I noticed is the more I make God the desire of my heart, the more his desires become mine. You know, because I, I mean, man, when you're first a Christian and you come out of, of you know the carnal world and you know living for yourself you know you read that scripture in psalm that says delight yourself in the lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart and you get you get wrapped up in some of the the less than right doctrine you know coming right out of out of, of living for yourself and yeah. man i was like I was like man that's awesome god's gonna give me the desires of my heart and well you know what we all know what a lot of our desires are when we're we're living for the flesh and we're living carnally, right you know, on. and the more I, the more I look at, you know, that seek first the kingdom of God or the more I make him my desire. It's amazing what, what changes in my life, you know, and, 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 and I don't, I, 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 I think to just want to live broken and busted and disgusted is a, a poor representation of God. But with, if, if my only, you know, if my only goal is, is what I, what can I get out of Jesus? Man, I already got it all. I get eternity. I mean, it's, it's yeah. this whole best life now thing. I'm sorry. If this is your best life now, you're headed to hell. Yeah. Well, let me say that again. I'll say that again. If this is your best life now, you're probably headed to hell. Yeah. Because Amen. what I read of my best life 
is, is, is way beyond what I can live here. Do I live eternally here? Absolutely. I live from an eternal perspective. That's why I don't fear death. It don't yeah. bother me. Man, every day that I am cheering, Jesus, come back now. <laughs> I'm cheering it on. I mean, I'm not like, and so what I, and so in this is, is the more I get into the word himself, the more I see what his desires are, that, that, you know, I do all things to the glory of God, that I do all things with the strength that he has given me, that I do all things, you know, through him. In him, I live, I move, I have my very being. Those are the desires of my heart. And then all the other stuff, if you will, is, is just the gravy on the mashed potatoes. Yeah, you know, I, I just, it's just, it's just, you know, that whole seeking him and everything that I do, you know, and, and the other thing I notice is the more I seek him, the more I become contented with what I have, you know, yeah. I've, I've chased, you know, I had to have all the new and the best and the shiny and on and on. And, and it wasn't always the best for me. I, I had a pickup a year ago. I had a pickup catch fire on me, and I thought this was the golden child, man. I had a nice pickup catch fire and burn up on me. No, I'm not saying God did it, but after that pickup was paid off, and I'm driving two 1988 Ford pickups, and I, I got a, a single axle semi that'll pull my big loads and trailers, and I'm not waking up every day wondering how I'm going to make these payments. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, my life is a lot more contented. I'm not sitting here like, oh my goodness. You know, and so it's because my desires are becoming more his desires, if you will. Yeah, man. And we're going to, we're going to, we've got a long time to talk about that. If, if the Lord doesn't come back before we're done with John, we're going to talk more about that statement right there. The desires of when our, the desires of our heart line up with the desires that God has for us. That is so good. And it is so true. Um, I'll tell you what, guys, I'm, I'm on fire, man. I'm excited for this. Uh, that's a heck of a way to start this one out. You guys have any hopes and thoughts? <laughs> I was just sitting here thinking, I don't know, how long do these guys want to listen to us? Because I'm sitting yeah. here, you know, after we got to talk about meditating on, I'm going over to Psalms chapter one. This is he who delights in the law of the Lord and, and his law. He meditates on day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by water. He shall bring forth fruit in season. And then I could jump over into uh, John chapter 15 out of that, that we're to bear much fruit. And I'm just going like, and then if we jump over here into to Jeremiah 17, talks about being planted by trees of living water. And I'm just going like, man, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> this could become an eternal conversation, yeah. if you will. But yeah. we better wrap. Yeah. We're, we're, at, we're at the back end of an hour, and that's a long time to listen to us three. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth man uh, there's we got the conversations are going to be good we may have to cheat and maybe squeeze a couple extra ones in in between our our normal times or something man, man I, like i say man i it was, yeah it might be a case that we have to to jump in and do do three or three a month or something but uh yeah. especially the winter months it gets dark early so we're in the house a little earlier i guess so anyway yeah well i'm gonna tell you what man jesus is the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through him if you don't know him i'd encourage you to get to know him pay attention to what we're uh what we're saying we love jesus and uh we want you to love him too and uh uh word of god says that uh, all of sin all of sin and fall short of the glory of god uh but uh but jesus died for those sins and all we have to do is profess him as as Lord, believe in our hearts and, and confess with our mouths that he's Lord and we would be saved. So 
Um, yeah. Well, Tad, why don't you close us in prayer? Dear Father, we just thank you for this time. Lord, we just, we stop right now as, as we've been talking about this during our discussion. We thank you for your word, Lord God. Lord, and, and we are just so thankful, Father God. If you, and I, I just heard this this morning, and uh, I, I just thought this is so true. If you never do another thing for us, we have enough to be thankful for. And I, I just really thank you, Father, for, for this fellowship of believers. I thank you for this opportunity to get together and to, and to encourage each other through your word. And uh, I just pray for safe travels for Jr. as he's coming back from the finals. And uh, I just pray that, uh, that, that whoever listens to this podcast would just be encouraged. Father God, I pray that your word would go forth. Your word says that, that uh, your, word, your word never returns to you void. And uh, but it's powerful, Father God, and I thank you, Lord, for reminding of us, uh, reminding us of that tonight. And we just give you all the glory and praise and honor, and we just uh, magnify and, and worship and honor you tonight, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for everything in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Well, uh, that comes that draws us to the end of this one. You can send us an email, ask any questions at a Cowboy Connection at gmail.com that's a cowboy connection at gmail.com and uh we look forward to hearing from you and uh we look forward to getting back together and and uh just traveling through the book of john so all right man we'll see you soon